What it do, baby? Actually, actually, let me re-hit that. What it do, Mike White, my man? How about that game? Oh, we actually went out there and got a win today. How about that? That that really did happen. Woof. Sheesh, man, I can't believe it. I'm so, wow, I'm so shocked over here. But where, where are my manners? Please let me welcome you to the Time to Jets podcast, of course, on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, wherever it is that you happen to be listening right now. Appreciate you doing that. Please hit that subscribe button. Always appreciate a subscriber. You guys are the reason that we keep moving over here. And, of course, leave that five-star review because anybody who has listened before, anybody who's new over here, I got my little golden retriever man named Duke, and we got to make sure Duke is able to eat, man. So those five-star ratings, they put food in Duke's bowl. So make sure you hit that five-star if you would be so obliged to. Thank you for doing that, and thank you for joining us today right here. And, uh, Yo, hit me up on that Twitter machine with your thoughts about today's game at Zoobeard77. You can follow me on there for, you know, thoughts on thoughts on the Jets throughout the week, thoughts during the game, post game, and of course to uh, you know find out when these episodes are dropping as well. But definitely hit me up. I love interacting. You know, just getting that conversation flowing and getting my mind working and seeing what you guys think. And of course, I read the best comments out live right here on the podcast and i mean it's live because you're listening to it right now right so uh appreciate you guys doing that you guys are just as part as much part of this show as i am so i love i love interacting with you all but please let's uh enough of that because i need to get into this game because what did we just witness i mean shoo we're really sitting here we're talking about the mike white game Mike White, this dude, Mike White, I can't stop saying it, Mike White, man, really went out there, and Mike White threw for 405 yards, Mike White threw for 405 yards, the first Jets quarterback since Vinny Testaverde in, when, Christmas Eve of 2000, the first quarterback since Vinny on Christmas Eve of 2000 to throw for 400 or more yards for the Jets unbelievable first of all that that's how long it's been since there was a 400 yard passer for the jets i mean i kind of had a feeling it was that long because i could never remember one over the past you know 15 years but damn actually see 21 years ago damn near 21 years ago it's been since the jets had a 400 yard passer especially the way the nfl is played today and my man mike white from western kentucky comes through and throws for 405, three touchdowns, 37 of 45 completions, two picks, and hey, we could talk that about that a little bit if you want, but you know what? They didn't kill this team. Those two interceptions, they weren't on, you know, terrible passes where he's completely missing a receiver or he's throwing it to the wrong spot or he's just you know, hitting a hitting a corner in stride. These are just tips off of the finger, you know, off of the helmet. I mean, kind of dinky, like, interceptions. And I was sitting there and I was going, you got to be kidding me because 
the kid was dealing to come out of the gates and to have that happen, I was like, oh, man, is this going to throw him off? It didn't. It really did not. 11 for 11 to start the game. Had the interception, and then two plays later had the other interception. Came through and still finished the game with, like I said, 37 of 45 completions. And what does that all add up to? All the stats I just gave you in this uh, modern world of analytics in football and all sports, I should say, in general. But that adds up to a 107.9 QBR. Now, you know just as well as me, whatever that means. I don't know what the hell a QBR really is, but I know that it measures how good a quarterback is, and it will tell me that, you know, if a quarterback had a good game. And I know over 100 is pretty damn good. So, Mike White, cheers to you, my man, because today is your day, bro. Today is your day. Bask in this glory and enjoy it because to have... However many people were at MetLife today, at, actually, I should take that back. However many people were at JetLife today chanting your name during the fourth quarter of this game, man, that's just, that's unbelievable. That is absolutely unbelievable. And I know there are people, you know, getting ahead of themselves a little bit, but let's let's pull the brakes on a, on a future or, or, you know, getting rid of Zach or any of that kind of craziness right now because we do need to uh, see a little bit of longevity before we make any rash decisions. But I got to tell you something. I'm going to do it right here. Here's a cheers for our guy, Mike White. Hats off. If you got a drink at home right now, put it up. We'll all take a sip together as one little nation here. Hey, Mike, cheers to you, brother. Ah, beautiful. Nothing like a nice little adult beverage to hit the old tummy right here. I can't believe I just said tummy, man. What am I? Oh, God. Feeling real good on a Sunday. (laughs) But anyway, back to Mike White here. I got to tell you, he fits this system like a glove. And I know that's a terrible expression. I was trying to find something more modern and better than that. But I couldn't, (laughs) at least not anything that I would be willing to say on air. Uh, (laughs) But he really does. He was perfect. And it shows you that this system, I mean, it can work. They moved the ball. You had a QB who wasn't just trying to force things downfield and running out of the pocket because he couldn't see over linemen or because he was feeling pressure that might not have been there or because he was afraid to get hit again or for whatever reason, or because he can't throw out of the pocket. You had a quarterback who, one, could throw out of the pocket, so immediately he's going to fit this system way better than Zach. Two, has unbelievable poise for a young man in this NFL. For a kid his age, with his experience or lack of experience, to go out there and be able to stand in that pocket with that offensive line, and do what he did today, it's it's nothing short of spectacular. It truly is. And, I mean, it, it was a, a, just an unbelievable game. It was unbelievable to see Mike White, of all people on this Jets team, to come through and step up and have the day. It actually was Mike White. And when he got injured, when he went down for that for a couple of plays there, I, I got to be honest with you, I, I was just in complete and utter shock. 
I was like, you have got to be kidding me. This kid is having his moment. He's out here slinging the ball around, making plays, you know, winning an NFL game or at least putting himself in an opportunity where he can go on a drive against the best team in the AFC at that moment and win the game. He did just that. And when he got that moment, he didn't he didn't he didn't let it be too big for him. He did it. He went out and he made it happen. I mean, sheesh. <laughs> Mike White. Mike White really did that today. Man, precision, just great play overall. Can't say enough about him. And listen, I have a feeling we're gonna be talking a lot more about Mike White in the next uh, you know, couple of episodes here because I don't think Joe Flacco is going to be playing on Thursday night anymore. And uh, if he does, then there are some serious questions to be asked to this coaching staff. But I don't think they're dumb enough to do that. So <laughs> I do want to uh, I do want to get to other people and give them some praise. But you know, one last thing on Mike, man, Mike White. Yeah, I see the guy just being humbled by the moment. From what I'm reading on Twitter right now, uh, from people who uh, are covering the team, Connor Hughes. And that's great to see because it's nice that the fans got to have that moment. And it's nice that they got to give, you know, this guy who, who knows where Mike White's career will lead, who knows what his journey is. But for one day, the guy threw for 400 yards. He threw for three touchdowns and led an incredible comeback for a team in New York City. So... I mean, hats off to him, man. Hats off to Mike White. And you know what? You put a smile on a lot of New Yorkers' faces today, and I am just one of them. But I know a lot of them happen to be listening right now as well. So if you are, shout out Mike White on the Twitter machine. Also, raise those glasses one more time for old Mikey. You know, let's put it down. One, two, three. Ooh, yeah. All right. And on that note, I want to talk about another Mike who uh, we talked about in the pregame and we said, hey, listen, get this guy 20 touches and he's going to get you 100 yards. And they found 20 touches for Michael Carter. And with those 20 touches, he turned that into 172 yards. What a day. What a day for Michael Carter. I mean, 15 rushing attempts, 77 yards on the ground, a touchdown, nine catches out of the backfield for 95 yards. Unbelievable performance for the kid. I mean, he almost had a 100-yard game receiving, which is hard to believe, but his ability to just make moves, make people miss, run extremely hard, It's not something that you can teach. It's not something that you can coach. It's something that you either got or you don't have. And that's what I've been trying to point out to everybody over the past couple of weeks with Michael Carter is that he pushes things. He doesn't just give up. He doesn't just lose the yardage when he gets hit in the backfield. He continues to run. And although his stats haven't shown it yet, although he's been having mediocre performances, he is He is on the verge of games like this every single time he hits the field. 
And as this team matures and as this team gets better, he's going to get extremely good. And it's going to be very, very quick once things start happening for this team over the next year, two years. So it's going to be fun to watch Michael Carter. And we named him as a player to watch in the pregame. I mean, I hope you had a fun time because I did watching him play. That's for sure. And while we're praising Michael Carter right now, and he was, uh, you know, making some moves out there for sure. And like I said, it was fun watching him ball out there today. Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson had a good game too, catching that ball out of the backfield. He he was able to get five catches, 71 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, you add that up all together for the running backs for this team, 14 catches, 166 yards, and a touchdown. That's incredible production for your backfield in terms of the receiving game. I mean, I I, I would have never expected that coming into here today. Uh, you look at what this team has been able to do, it has kind of been focused around that using those running backs, especially last week when you saw Mike White come in and the offense started to look kind of the way that Mike LaFleur probably drew it up. And when you don't have tight ends that are able to really make plays or be, you know, on that level of a playmaker, just somebody who can actually go out there and do something other than block. And with no no offense to Ryan Griffin or Tyler Croft or, or uh, Trevon Wesco or anybody, but those guys are just glorified offensive linemen. Uh, you know what I mean? So when you don't have that guy out there, you need to be able to find a place to fit to fit that production in, to fit that safety valve in, and to have running backs that are able to combine for 14 catches and 166 yards in a game. And now, obviously, that's not an everyday occurrence, an every week occurrence, but you have running backs that you can get involved in this offense. And that's going to help you in terms of spreading out the field going forward because teams are going to have to now respect that you throw the ball to Michael Carter and he can make a couple guys miss and go and get 10 yards. So they're not going to play as far back and sit back and allow you to do that anymore. But that will allow you to hit other plays. This is how offenses progress. This is how you hit that next level. But today, we took everything they gave us. Mike White took everything they gave to him. And that was a lot of the running back passes. But it made money. They got chicken with it. They got they got what they needed to get, and they made plays happen. And it was absolutely phenomenal to see that backfield do what they did. It's, the, it's a strong point of this offense. Uh, I don't think I don't think I would have ever thought that coming in because the wide receiver room is so good. But the running backs have really taken over the show this year, and I mean they're they're fun to watch. And today was just another another example of how good they are and can be as a duo going forward. But, yeah, I mean, other rookies, other youngins getting involved on the offensive side. I mean, you saw Denzel Mims get out there and make a nice catch, dropped one in the end zone. Nah, it wasn't too good. But, I mean, you know, not not the easiest of grabs. You can kind of let it slide, but not really at the same time. Elijah Moore, on the other hand, Elijah Moore had a big, big, big day. Six catches, 67 yards, four yards on the ground. So I guess maybe not a big, 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 big day like I sold it. But it was a nice day for Elijah Moore, getting getting into the offense, getting used a little bit more. Um, they're using him creatively. 
not just, okay, we're going to try to sling it outside on a screen to him and uh, see if he can make a couple guys miss. No, they're getting it to him out of the backfield. They're getting it to him on jet sweeps, those uh, little jet sweep passes that they do. Honestly, there was a couple of times that he had those sweeps and he had the corner or he had a cut where he could have made it and went inside. And he would have been able to cut up and probably get 10 to 15 yards on a play. But he's not at that point in his career where he's really seeing that probably, or he just doesn't see it yet. That's something he needs to work on. Because once he starts thinking of himself as a runner and not just a guy who needs to get to the outside, he's going to be making big time plays for this team off of those jet sweeps and those little handoffs that they've been doing with him. Because he is going to be absolutely impossible to tackle he's gonna be impossible to tackle when you have players running all over the place like that it's uh it's there it's definitely there and it was it was fun to see that it was a little irritating at times because you wanted that play to happen you wanted him to take off but you know hey you build up to that eventually hopefully in the next couple of weeks you start to see him cut a couple in you start to see him become more of a runner out there than just a receiver and once that happens it's going to be uh you know good night irene because this jets offense they're gonna they're gonna go to another level then because now you have another piece who is hitting on all strides and i mean if jameson crowder gets traded this week which he had a week to get traded off of eight catches for 84 yards then I think Elijah Moore's involvement in this offense is going to just go even higher. And you're probably going to see those six receptions start to turn into eight and ten as the year continues to go on because not necessarily that he's going to be running routes and getting catches 15 yards from the line of scrimmage, but I think they're going to be getting him on those jet screen, those jet sweeps and just quick screens a lot more, especially as uh, you know he gets more just comfortable running plays and more comfortable out there today. Great day from Elijah Moore, a very, very promising day from the rookie. Something that as a jet fan, you had to see, you had to see something from Elijah Moore. Otherwise, you know, another, another week where we would have been sitting here bashing Joe Douglas and talking about how bad these picks are. And I mean, to be completely honest, one game doesn't fix everything, but it definitely chills the conversation out for a little bit. And uh, that's what it did today, especially when you can end that game and get a win, not just have a nice little performance with your backup quarterback. That backup quarterback throws for 400-plus yards. You get the dub. I mean, that puts smiles on people's faces, and that makes your boy Big Zoop pretty happy. So he ain't going to bitch and moan when he's on here. He'll give you a little love. And, uh, you know, if you want to let me know how you felt about today, and I know this is just wedging this on in the middle, but I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put it in here. Ooh, pause, pause. But please hit me up on the Twitter machine at Zubeard77. Let me know what you thought about today's game. Let me know in general what you're thinking about this Jets team. I'm always checking my notifications on there, so I'm going to get back to you as soon as I can. I love interacting with you guys. So please holler at me on the Twitter machine, and we'll uh, we'll get it popping. But um, for right now, let's get back into this game because there's still a lot more that I want to get to uh, quickly. I don't want to waste too much time on them because it wasn't incredible, but it was a good game. And you got to give some credit to the offensive line. Vera Tucker looked good until until he got hurt. Fant was having a good game. Connor McGovern doing his typical bang-up job. 
Actually, it was a good game because every other week, Connor McGovern has a good game. Um, our boy Greg Van Rotten actually did, wasn't terrible, but, you know, he's not part of the future. And uh, Morgan Moses looked pretty good, too, on the other side. But overall, good day from the offensive line. They looked like a group who had a little bit of chemistry, a little bit of, uh, you know, something going for him. And Adoga coming in at the end, he made a couple of dumb penalties, but just things that you need to be in the flow of the game for. And I think if he has to start next week, it'll be something that'll be cleared up and he'll be a guy who you can count on because he looked good otherwise uh, throughout the couple of snaps that he got to be out there for. So that, that will be something we'll monitor during the week, George fan injury. I mean, obviously, Makai Becton's still recovering as well. But you got to keep in mind, this is a short week. Game is on Thursday in Indianapolis. So not a lot of turnaround. Injuries from today are going to be popping up on the injury report tomorrow and Tuesday and probably Wednesday as well. So it's going to be really hard to get a gauge of if fans going to be able to play or if whoever got you know, banged up today will be available for Thursday, but we'll keep an eye on that episode for this week. We're going to move it. It'll be on Tuesday. Tuesday, keep, write that down. Subscribe, because if you subscribe, you'll get a notification to let you know that the podcast is up, and you can also hit, follow me on the Twitter machine, of course. But uh, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon. Appreciate that, as always. Uh... But, yeah, let's get back into the mix here, okay? Defense, defense, defense. I want to talk about that defense. And last week they got absolutely embarrassed and run up and down the field like a Pop Warner team. And it honestly, it should have made their pride hurt as professionals, as adults playing a game that they have played since they were children. For the most part, they should have felt a lot of... uh, a lot of just absolute disgust towards that performance. I mean, one of the worst in franchise history, probably one of the worst that any of them have ever been a part of in their careers. So to do that and to come back this week and to play the way they did, it wasn't great. It wasn't pretty at all times, but it got the damn job done. The the reason it got the job done, and this is kind of, I think the trademark of a Robert Sala defense, if I'm starting to understand it, as I've, you know, from his time in San Francisco and now his time here, and I know Ulbrich is the defensive coordinator by title, but, you know, this is a Robert Sala philosophy defense, and that's bend, don't break, and make big-time plays. And today, the Jets bent, didn't break much, gave up a couple touchdowns, but they won this game by playing huge, huge in massive moments on defense. I mean, first quarter, to get that goal line stand, they go for it on fourth down, you stop him. That is massive. Sacking Burrow, nonetheless, to knock him back about another, I think it was 13 yards. So not only did you turn them over, but you got the ball outside of the five, outside of the five-yard line, and you got your offense a little room to operate. On a drive that ends up not doing much, but you know what? It gets you off the field, and it gets you momentum, and it keeps you in the game, and it keeps you engaged, and it gets you flowing. It gets the blood moving. And to see the defense doing that, and to see Rob Sala pumped up on the sideline, it felt like what this year was supposed to be about. 
It felt like I was watching the Jet team that I thought I was going to be watching in week one, week two, week three, week five, week seven. But finally, I got to see it here in week eight. And it was nice to see. It was nice to see. That first that first quarter goal line stand, holding them to a field goal to stop them from going 21. Instead, you hold them to 17. That keeps the game in reach, keeps your team thinking this game is in reach. We can get something done here. And then biggest play of the entire game, I mean, and this guy had his best game of the season, his best game as a Jet And I got to give a lot of credit to Shaq Lawson. He deserves the game ball without a doubt next to Mike White. The defensive game ball, absolutely Shaq Lawson. Because the pick that he got, it wasn't his only pass that he defended. And it wasn't the only time that he was getting his hands up and interfering with the way that, you know, the quarterback was throwing the ball. You start to get into the guy's head. You start to make him think, oh, I I can't throw this because... You know, Lawson over here is getting his hands up every time I'm getting the ball out. So I got to be conscious of that. Joe Burrow was conscious of that. And eventually he wasn't. And Shaq picked that thing off. And that event, that led to the Mike White to Tyler Croft touchdown to take the lead. And eventually, I mean, that beautiful little two-point conversion pass over to Mike White. How about that thing? I mean, good Lord. Could you have asked for anything better than that to, to, to cap off the day? You get that nice little two-point conversion. I mean, that was like a cherry on top of the entire beautiful cake that was that game. And <laughs> I enjoyed every last little morsel of it. That's for sure. But shout-outs to this defense for sure. Final drive again, forcing that punt, getting the ball back putting the game in your offense's hand and saying, go get us a first down and win the damn game. We did our job. Now go win the game. And the offense was finally able to do that. The offense was finally able to come through for a defense that is playing their asses off at all the right times. A defense that has dudes flying all over the field. Dudes like Michael Carter, who are making incredible plays. Dudes like Michael Carter who are going out there and just bopping guys who are blitzing like crazy. And Michael Carter is a guy who I am starting to believe is going to be a very special player in this Jets secondary and in general in the NFL. He's a guy who can play the slot corner at a very high level. He makes incredible plays on the ball. He's a really good player when it comes to blitzing and playing the run. He's just a guy that you want to have on your team, and I am very happy the Jets have him right now in the early part of his career because he's only going to continue to get very, very, very good. And I, I mean, I get to watch it, you get to watch it, we all get to watch it because it's just the beginning, baby. And uh, alongside Michael Carter, man, I mean, Bryce Hall, there was a couple of plays where I was looking and I was like, damn, man, you're kind of dropping the ball a little bit here. But then you look at the stat line, and you realize Joe Burrow was under 270 yards passing, and Jamar Chase was held to three catches and 32 yards. And, I mean, he got a touchdown, but it was kind of on a broken play, and he just made a nice little move. It's one of those things where you can't really blame the corner on it. It just happens sometimes. But this this was a pretty, pretty good game for this Jets secondary that we had questions about coming in. 
that I was sitting here and I was wondering, are they going to be able to come out and play with this team? Are they going to be able to, you know, hold down Jamar Chase? Are they going to be able to hold T. Higgins? Are they going to be able to stop Tyler Boyd, Uzma, Joe Mixon? You know, just all these weapons that the Bengals have. And they were able to do it. I mean, not, not to a point where they shut them down, but to a point where you could realistically go out there and win the game. And that's exactly what this team did, and that's all they needed to do. And you got to give credit where credit is due because an opportunistic defense that is able to stand on their heads when they have to is way better than a defense that can't come up with a big play when you absolutely need them. I'd rather have that opportunistic defense that might let a couple more big plays go past them but they're going to make the plays you need them to make than have the defense that's not really going to be out there too much, you know, not giving too much, but all of a sudden, you know, when the game's on the line, they're not out there. This Jets defense did what they needed to do, and this offense did the job. It was a great, great win today. Great win today. And it was nice to see C.J. Mosley and Jared Davis out there because those two make one hell of a linebacking duo, and I think we all got to see that on uh, display today as Joe Mixon couldn't run for very much of anything outside of a couple of, uh, you know, big runs that he bursted out. Most of his jaws were stuffed behind the line of scrimmage. Look out, baby. That's how we do. Front seven on this team is supposed to be that good, and today they played that good. Foley Fatakasi, great player. Quinton Williams got himself a sack today. Sheldon Rankins got himself a sack today. And how about this name? How about this name I'm about to pull out of my old tuchus over here? The young man from Florida, third-round pick, Jabari Zuniga. Whoa! Whoa! What? I know. I was as shocked. I was just as shocked as you are right now when I realized Jabari Zuniga was the man who knocked the ball out and got to the QB first. I was bugging out because that is a great, great, great thing to see. It is nice to see Jabari Zuniga playing and making things happen for this team. It's very, uh, what's the word? It's vindication, I feel like, for Joe Douglas in a way that, you know, you're getting to see some of these guys come out and actually contribute. So, shout-outs to Zuniga getting out there today, being active, and making the most of it. Um, but, yeah, those guys got to all of them, talked about this team, and the only thing left is those three takeaways from the game. But before I get to that, I want to get to the Twitter machine. I want to read your guys' comments from today's game and what you guys thought about this because i mean i gotta hear what you guys said i gotta see what the people are saying so give me one second here while we pull up the twitter machine and here we go let's start out my man vincent accardi how we doing brother he start he starts his tweet here he starts thursday plays well again do you go back to wilson also why trade for flacco obviously he's speaking about mike white so if Mike White plays well on Thursday, do you go back to Wilson? I mean, right now, you probably have to. But depending on how many games you're going to have White out there, you're going to get to see a lot of him. If you go and stick him out there against the Buffalo Bills and he throws for 280 yards and two touchdowns and the Jets lose by, you know, whatever, a field goal or it's within one possession, 
then you got to kind of start looking at this kid and start saying to yourself, maybe we do need to, uh, maybe we do need to take a longer look at him. And Robert Sala alluded to something in the press game in the presser after the game. I didn't get to hear him say this, but I saw the quote online and he said, you know, we're going to monitor it as a day to day situation when talking about if uh, Mike White could be a long-term solution for this team. So he didn't outright say, no, Zach Wilson is our guy. And anytime that's the case, there is some truth to not, you know, to Zach Wilson maybe not being the guy. There is some truth to that. Uh, As crazy as it is to think, you know, this early in the season, this early into the guy's career, and for a guy like this, but if Mike White plays two more good games right here, he might be playing himself into a situation where he could be the starter and potentially a franchise quarterback at his Jets team, depending on how good he looks. Because 400 yards is 400 yards. You can't, you know, you can't teach that. <laughs> That's something that you you got it. You got it or you don't. And he had it today. He got it out. He was decisive. He made plays happen. And he fit this offense way better than Zach does, at least at this point in time. Uh, next up, we got Jeffrey Lawfer. Great performance by Mike White. Even the two interceptions weren't really his fault. Agreed 100%. It will be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what he does on a short week on the road against the Colts on Thursday night football. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah, baby. Let's go, Jeff. Uh, it's my guy right there, Jeff in the Bronx. Um, but yeah, the Colts, man, they're going to be showing out. Uh, I don't know if you're necessarily walking into a good situation, the Colts played at home today, so they're not traveling. They're going to be, you know, fired up for this one. You got to kind of hope that you just have that same magic that you had today. But it's going to be a tough game. We'll we'll, uh, we'll talk about it as the week goes along. We'll see what the injury report looks like. But, damn, let's just live in this moment today. Let's not look too far ahead yet, guys. Live in the moment right now. Oh, man, Joe and Clark. Joe and Clark coming through with a... This could be another Bledsoe-Brady situation. Woo! Oof! Could you imagine? Could you really imagine? We're getting too far ahead of ourselves right now, guys. I got <laughs> I got a tweet here from Rob at 36. Harumf! Uh, it's just a meme here. Uh, it's a Toy Story meme, and it's of the kid dropping Woody, and it's uh, the kid is the Jets, and Woody is Zach Wilson, and it says, I don't want to play with you anymore. <laughs> People turn it on Zach real quick. Carl Bertoni Jr. hitting us with, uh, who needs our Zach Wilson? <laughs> wow. Really out here, really out here coming for the neck of Zach right now. Joseph C. Vogel, gritty man, play calling was on point. And you all know I've been killing Mike LaFleur all year, and and you got to give him, you got to give the man the credit when the credit is due. A broken clock is right twice a day. And today he hit Yahtzee on that thing because he, he everything was going for my man, Mike LaFleur. I do have to give him credit, although it pains me to do so. His offense worked really well with this kid, Mike White, in it. And now I don't know if, I don't know how or if that's longevity wise going to work. 
but it looked a thousand times better than it did with Zach Wilson. And it made me really have a lot of questions about Zach Wilson and his ability to uh, be a long-term answer for this team. You know, especially if they do decide to continue working in this direction of the Mike LaFleur offense. Because I, I'm just not sure if Zach Wilson's going to be able to develop into that kind of guy. But this is one game in, one game into the Mike White era. Let's see what we got. Let's 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 be chill, okay? Uh, M Gold 15. That was a great game and win. Love it, Dominic Muzonigro at NY Pieces guy Pisces guy. Zach who? <laughs> Big Ty hit it with uh, King of New York. Can he keep the crown? Can he keep the crown? Oof. We're going to have to see, my man. We're going to have to see, Ty. Johnny Rose Beef trade Zach. Yikes. A lot of Zach Wilson. Not getting a lot of love in here. Robert Styles looks like the right guy for the job. Very relaxed and confident. The poise was something that was beautiful for him throughout the entire game. I mean, it was something that you were able to actually believe in. You were actually able to look at him and say, this guy's not just completing a couple lucky passes. He is in this moment, and he is at uh, complete control. He was in complete control of the entire game, and you love to see something like that. And he's a young quarterback. He's a young quarterback. He's not one of these guys like Joe Flacco. And we can talk about Joe Flacco because uh, Gloomy Gus over here asks why did they pick up Flacco again and I gotta be honest with you it can't be for any other reason than for him to add another veteran voice another veteran mentor in this locker room a guy who actually started I mean Josh Johnson was a guy who had a couple of moments in the league but you're talking about Joe Flacco who won a Super Bowl I mean he's not an MVP and he's not a guy who's going to go in the Hall of Fame but he's a dude who has had success at the highest level and has prepared for the highest level of games in this league. And you don't have very many of them lying around on the uh, you know availability chart. So you can bring him in, get him in here, get his mind here, have him as a QB coach on the sideline, essentially, which is what they did today. And they had Mike LaFleur in the booth for the first time all year. And you saw how good that worked. Mike needs to keep his ass in the booth because... I mean, that's a fundamental change to the way that he calls the game, and it completely, I mean, I at least for one day, it fixed all the mistakes that he was putting out there before. So having Flacco down on the field, it just does more for this team than just he can go out there and play. Like, I think that's just looking at it too much on the surface and not really diving deep into what it, th what that move means and what it should mean for this team going forward. Because... Flacco isn't a guy who's going to play much, I don't think. Not unless you see an injury to White or, you know, Zach Wilson isn't able to come back. Those are just things that I don't think Flacco is going to play. Uh, they gave a conditional pick because, hey, if he has to play, then yeah, sure, you can have a fifth rounder. But he's not going to play. I, I believe that if I'm wrong, then I'm going to be disgusted. But 
I have a lot of faith in this coaching staff right now and a lot of goodwill towards them and a lot of goodwill for my man Robert Sala, who looked like the man that we hired today, who looked like the guy that I was hyped about when they hired him. He looked like a man possessed on the sideline, who was ready for a win, who was hungry for it, who was coaching for his life, who was getting after referees, who was making sure that his players were up and staying into the game. And that's what you love to see. That's the guy that I want to see Robert Sala be. I don't need to see Robert Sala be this tech, te this uh, technician. I don't need to see him be Bill Belichick. I don't need to see him be a guy like that. I don't need him. I don't need him to be stern. I need him to be him. And today, he was him on that sideline, and he was in that game, and he was enjoying every single moment of it. And that's the guy that you want to see. That's the guy that we believe in right there. And it's crazy to think. This is the first time we got to really feel that. I mean, listen, that's Zach versus Tennessee. Those couple of throws, those were beautiful. But this was a game. This was a back and forth, drives put together, good offense, you know, well-played game, not a couple of big plays that end up adding up into a win. This was a good game, well-coached, well-played, and just to see this going on, to see MetLife become JetLife once again, it was, it was, it was beautiful. It was, it brought a tear to my eye, damn near, damn near brought a tear to my eye. And I got to wrap this up because it's getting real late, real late over here. And, uh, as I said, the sun's getting real low. And if you know, you know. But uh, three takeaways from the game. First up, enjoy this moment, fellow Jet fans. I'm going to cheers one more time here. One, two, three. Ah, that's beautiful. Beautiful. Enjoy this because who knows how many more wins we're going to get this year. So bask in it. Enjoy the glory. Enjoy the glory of thinking Mike White is the guy of the future. If you believe that, enjoy the glory of just being a winner for a day. It's a good time. It's a good time. So enjoy the moment. Don't get too far ahead of yourself. Number two, this offense, this offense looks pretty good when a quarterback who is able to run it, runs it. Um, and it pains me to say that because it kind of devalues Zach to a place where he has no, he doesn't fit at all on this team, and he really is has no adaptability, or potentially has no ability to play in this league at all. So, this game raised even more questions for me about Zach Wilson, and that's not that's not a great situation to be in right now. But we got Mike White, right? We got Mike White, baby. And number three, third takeaway before I let you guys run, both of the Michael Carters are absolutely going to be studs. Michael Carter on the defense is going to be one of the better slot corners in this league in the next three seasons. And you're going to see a guy, Michael Carter, in the backfield who, in a nice little uh, running back committee, is going to be able to carry the load. And he's going to be a dude that this team can rely on going through the rest of the year to be a playmaker and to be someone who they can rely on to get some yards and make some things happen. It was a good day, Jet fans. Enjoy it. Let's go. In Mike White, we trust. Please, 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 one last time, hit that subscribe. Apple, 
Spotify, Amazon, wherever you happen to be listening. Appreciate you coming for this ride. We got another dub here, 2-5 and five on the season. I'll talk to you guys on Tuesday. Follow me on the Twitter machine at Zubeard77. Hit me up. I'm going to try to get back to you as much as I can. That's what I like to do is the interactions between us. That's what makes me feel the best. Appreciate you all for being you, but it's time for me to jet on out of here. And until Tuesday, I must bid you adieu. Peace.